Well, good evening, EK Nation. How are you? Rob Howden here alongside David Cole for, yeah, a nighttime, essentially a primetime edition of our EKN face-to-face, episode number 60. We've been knocking these things out left and right since uh, we got locked down for COVID, David. So we, we, keep it, we kept it going. We have fun with these things, and it's actually a really great opportunity for us to be able to talk to a lot of the players in the sport, a lot of the drivers. We've had some great stories on here. Uh, talk a lot about uh, the things that are happening in the sport as well. Getting really face-to-face, right? Front and center with the people that are making the news in our sport. And it really has been something that we've enjoyed. And and we got lots more than planned for uh, the off-season this year, if, if there really is an off-season, the couple of weeks in December. But otherwise, uh, here we are. What is it? October the 19th. And a cool guest coming in. Uh, when we we talked to quite a bit, Andy Saisman from the Challenge of the Americas will join us, David. But again, face-to-face back for another one here on a Wednesday evening. Yeah, sometimes we got to mix it up. We can't always do daytime. We got to get used to the nighttime thing. You know, the sun's going down a lot quicker. And we got to get ready for our Super Nationals previews coming up, the Outlaps. That'll be live both on Facebook and YouTube, just like this, our face-to-face program. So kind of got to get used to the night thing and get amped up and get ready for uh, what will be a busy uh, month of November. But first, you know, talk about, you know, the the exciting changes that are coming with the Challenge in Americas in 2023. Yeah, we'll bring Andy in, in a couple of seconds. Let's preface this by the fact that uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, they rolled out the schedule for the 2023 Challenge of the Americas, the 16th edition of this amazing series. And again, we talk about the fact we have some great longevity in a lot of the big programs in our sport. Something that really I hadn't had over the you know, almost 30 years I've been doing this. Series kind of came and go three, four, five years, then they were gone. The challenge, however, 16 years. Uh, it's been great to have that West Coast Winter Series program with Andy. Uh, but David, like we said, number one, schedule. Then they followed up with the confirmation of the racetracks. Of course, the news about Cal Speed uh, karting shutting down in Fontana, California. Locked that in. We'll talk to Andy more about that as well. And then the biggest news right now, which I think is really interesting, is a bit of an evolution with their class structure. One of the things we saw last year was not really, really basically zero participation in the rock categories, the uh, the GP. rock GP classes. Yeah, the mm-hmm. 125cc liquid cooled rock categories. Lots of great numbers in the 100cc VLR, and obviously big big with their shifters as well. They've always had great shifters, but some moves by Andy David to kind of replace those classes that are going to get dropped the the rock gp junior senior and master well that's the one thing about the sport of karting it's always evolving it's never the same thing you know we've we've kind of gone back to 100 cc well 100 cc racing used to be dead it used to be nowhere uh you couldn't you you could easily buy yamaha for 200 dollars anywhere you go and now you know with the with the new uh production of the 100 cc categories by the manufacturers it's it's kind of regrown that well, now it kind of taken away from the 125 side of things in terms of single speed uh, competition, uh, especially Rock Cup USA. So on now, the West Andy's, Coast. especially on the West Coast. Yeah. And so Andy's getting a little creative and looking at a, at a new opportunity that FIA is, is presenting and something that it could be a, a positive moving forward. Uh, obviously, has a, a huge ceiling. You know, lots of potential. It's a matter of if the industry and the competitors get behind it and also getting junior drivers back to, to grabbing gears. That's something well, we have. So we let's put the, put the news out. There's the breaking yeah. news. Number one, the CIK FIA coming out with a new OKN category, essentially the OK mm-hmm. class junior and senior, but a national level program with uh, restricted RPMs. Uh, and then, of course, this rock shifter junior class, which they announced, which was breaking news. We haven't seen junior shifters for a number of years. You and I both, Dave, me, of course, in the late 90s and early 2000s, you, when you came with me, 
ADCC Junior was a huge thing for the longest time. You look at the drivers that came through that program, uh, IndyCar drivers like Ray Hall and uh, and Hinchcliffe and Wickens, and you just keep going through the names of the guys that came through that program who were just absolutely tremendous drivers. So uh, I'm really excited because you and I talk to young drivers every once in a while. Let's say they're 14 or 15, and they jump out of a single speed into a shifter cart for the first time. And inevitably what they keep saying is, I don't want to drive a single speed again. I always want to drive the shifter. It's just so much fun. It's it's the cool factor, Rob. Everybody's yeah. looking at the shifter category, especially at Challenge in the Americas, where you have the Kyle Wicks, the Hunter Pickett's. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Ron White's still doing it. You got yeah. uh, who's the Ryan other? Ryan Martin with him. Ryan Martin as well too. And I'm trying to think of um, the other GFC driver. Why can't I think of his name right now? Which one? Oh my gosh, Kyle Dupel. No, 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 no. Um, used to race with RPG. Oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? I know I Andy's trying I to tell me. I right can't now. either. Bring Andy in. He'll tell us. Let's bring Saysman. He can help us out. Jacob Gulick. Jacob Gulick. Jacob Gulick. Yes. Yeah. You know, you got Hannah Greenmeyer. You got a lot of. It's the st- it's it's the studs in the class. Like the superstars in the class are coming out to this program. It's a beautiful yeah. beautiful thing about challenge. Let's bring Andy Let's bring in. in. He's in the back there right now, sweating because he's <laughs> waiting to tell us stuff. Gulick. 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 Andy, thanks for joining us on the 60th episode of Face to Face. We appreciate it. Uh, as we prefaced in the preview, there, dude. There's a lot a lot of excitement right now. That was it. it kind of I we didn't we hadn't talked. I didn't know it was coming. We email comes into us. We're like, I'm like, man, that's a, those are two really good ideas. Give me the, give me the, give me the motivation. What, what fueled the concept of thinking about the OKN class? Let's start well, with that. Well, one, I rarely have good ideas. So to have two <laughs> right in a row is pretty amazing. Um, uh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, right now, um, by the way, hi everybody. Um, you know, the, uh, the one, two, five tag classes are pretty quiet on the West coast. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started with the, like, eight or nine at Tucson in the master's class. And by the end there was a handful, right? And then we had zero participation. I mean, the one or two people in, in junior and senior. So really the, the class is done, right? Yeah. You look at whether it's X31, you know, GP, whatever, just on the West, it's just not like it is on the East coast, but you look at the numbers on the East coast and the, and the hundred CC racing still outpaces the one, two, five right now. I mean, I think Eric Jones's race had almost double KAs than he did yeah. in X30. Right. right. So yeah. it's going the same way. I mean, Unfortunately, just like with fashion and music, trends start in California and move east. So, um, you know, I mean, watch out. It's coming, right? So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, the, the bottom line is you have to, just like David said, every every several years, few years, five years, whatever, the sport evolves. And we have to, you have to be ahead of the curve. Um, you know, being behind it is the worst thing possible. So, you know, looking at the options, I mean, I was really excited. I, I wanted to actually, you know, I talked to... Vortex a year ago about trying to do the regular OK class and they were like, it's it's that's a European factory let's stay away from that right yeah, yeah. and then early this summer the FIA introduced the OKN that they that they wanted to um, you know introduce and I went now it's time yeah I mean you know you've talked about it you guys have had a, a little a blurb on it in an article or two I mean it's a it's the OK engine which is the single speed direct drive water cooled package. But it's a little bit detuned. I mean, the, the OK is like Formula One, right? I mean, it's it's wide open. The OKN, they 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 got the rules set a little bit further down. Now it still allows um, guys to really tune the engine. I mean, they can port the engine. We basically are going to tech to the fish. There's no profile gauge on the head. There's no, you know what I mean? It's yeah. sorry about that little weird thing, but um, 
But it, 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 it's going to become a little bit of an engine builder's class. It's certainly going to become a driver's class. And, um, and I'm, I'm excited to see what we can do with it. And it's two interesting things you bring in, right? Obviously, the OKN and the junior shifter. It's two things that we've seen in years past. Like you go back, as I said, to ADCC Junior, but you also go back to the ICA days and before that Formula A, where people want the direct drive, right? That's a, I think there's it's going to be something that will draw a lot of guys that want that purity of the sport. That's one of the things. Direct drive is going to be exciting, I think. For sure. And then uh, on the other hand, like you talked about the junior shifter, there's been people have been talking about it. I mean, uh, you know, especially with as much as I hate hate to cater to those that want to leave the sport. Um, you know, there's a lot of dads that want to get their kids into car racing and so on. And the best way to get them prepped for that is to get them banging gears when they're old enough to do it. I mean, I, you know, I remember the 60 CC Kawasaki eight year olds, yeah. right. Yeah, Which yeah. was a little different, but so I don't think 12 is too young to start. I mean, we, you know, uh, Vortex has come up with a restrictor. They're on the way, um, you know, we'll develop that. And, um, and I'm, I think, that that'll start to grow as well. I mean, there's enough, there's enough requests out there. There's enough interest that it'll become a, a good, a good class. It's just going to take a couple of people wanting to get behind the wheel and trying it right. They, once they try it, some of these kids are going to want it. They're going to want to do it for sure. Well, look at the guys out there. Look at the, I mean, the, let's be fair. The, the number, the top two teams that come into my challenge as far as shifter carts go are, are Ron White racing and, and GFC Gary Carlton. Um, so you don't think those guys have, you know, shifter cars with you know have, yeah. a, have a rock shifter on one of their chassis that they can bolt the restrictor on and put a smaller seat in and see you know see if the if the kid wants to do it that's it i mean there's definitely opportunities i mean there's other teams that support it i'm not not knocking them i'm just saying that they're two very big high profile teams that focus shifter te- and shifter shift the or- shifter oriented teams as well yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i mean they, they're run by two drivers that made their bones you know on a six-speed car super nationals winners that's right dave what you got something yeah i want to kind of go back to the okn for a little for a little bit, what kind? What has been kind of the feedback offline? Uh, we had phone calls, we had you know emails, you know, or just you know general general feedback from not only uh, maybe competitors, but obviously race teams that come to the challenge, but also um, engine builders as well too. Overwhelming support. Um, Jesus from P1, Seth Nash. Um, Federico Akini from Itel Course, um, you know, uh, Gary Carlton even reached out to me. I mean, there's, there's, it's overwhelmingly positive. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys that posted stuff online that were negative. That's our sport and that's social media, right? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's right. Gonna that's it. Um, you know, and, and I'm introducing it in a way that we can have a little bit more control over it to kind of help out like we talked about right it's, yeah go uh, go into that that's one of the yeah. things i think that's key let's let's so the the okn program is designed for multi-manufacturer racing mm-hmm. everybody here's here's the here's <coughs> the here's the formula build an engine with this formula you can Correct. run right so you're gonna you, you're gonna stick in this initial year and this was actually in the press release as well that you're gonna stick with the vortex for the opening year give us the reasoning behind sticking with one manufacturer for that for the year you did say in the, in the release that plan is to open it up of course at that point What's for the sure. reason for Vortex in year one? Um, one is, you know, people are going to look at me and go, oh, well, you sell Vortex, so you just want to make the money. Yeah, the 100 bucks I make an engine is going <laughs> to make me retire. Yeah. Um, no, realistically, it's simply to have enough parts. Um, we know our sport. We know the naysayers. We know, you know, so, so without, I don't know, without being nice, somebody would go out and buy a Engine X, Right, they'd get it from somebody in Europe. They'd bring it in, they'd blow it up the third session, and then they'd blame me that they didn't have parts and I'm running a formula that wasn't supported. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> at least 
at least with the vortex, I can we can make sure that we would have enough parts for everybody. We can have the pistons and all just the parts that you need to run these properly, right? Like any yeah. engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, this thing I would see uh, happening as well. Let's say you go to ten, to twelve, to fourteen. All of a sudden, some of these other teams are teams slash importer of the engine that wasn't supporting you in the past. Now they're like, okay, this class has some momentum right now, right? They've hit critical mass. I'm coming to all the races. I'm coming to all the challenge races next year. We'll have our trailer full of parts with whatever engine package that may be. Right. And it just, this is the very first time since 03, we're having a, a, a direct drive European format, right? I mean, when, David, when, when, was the the last, time? when was the last Star Star Karting ICA? Probably five or six. Well, right? you got to go Championship Karting International, CKI. Yeah. Uh, that was 20. Yeah. With a KF. Cause that was direct drive as well too. If I, right. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> KF was a direct drive. I can't remember it. Cause I, we were never there. I can't remember. Right, last enough. couple of races. Uh, yeah. But, so, um, yeah. So 2010, I believe was the last year. Yeah. But let's say three or four was the last time that we saw a field of 30 ICAs. Yeah. Probably okay. 20 like 2007, 2000, 2007 was probably about the last year, maybe 2008, because I think we still were going to Las Vegas Motor Speedway with Stars Karting. You know, we still had, you know, 20 to 30 ICA guys there. Yeah. And then they made that transition. It's still out. 15 years. Yeah. 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 It's been 15. Yeah. Less 15. Than that, right. Yeah. And that's simply because, you know, what's gotten popular is the, is the mono brand trophies. Yep. Um, you know, Rotex started it and then, you know, IME and then, you know, Vortex with the Rock. So, I mean, there are certainly value in that. Um, but once again, just trying to evolve, just trying to just trying to stay ahead of the curve instead of behind it. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Ready to step up your game? Joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and are focused on developing those cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawlison Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in IAMI competition. We have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. 
Special events for the 2023 season include the Ignite Majors, which begins with the annual trip to the Daytona International Speedway as part of the WKA Daytona Kart Week as part of both the sprint and road racing events. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regionally based Ignite Challenge, which just finished up a record-setting season in 2022. Local club programs have also been established in other states all across the country, from Idaho to Texas, Nebraska to New York, with more tracks and clubs joining the Ignite Karting program. Be part of fast fun and great memories with Margay Racing at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and out onto the track in 2023. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new Ven 13 brake system is cutting-edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With Force Cycle Racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in Briggs and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Well, the other thing you said in the press release was that they're still in their in the homologation process. Like our manufacturer, yeah. are are any of the manufacturers like mass producing these engines right now? No, no. So no. that's that's also another. They still, key every, everything that they produced was to to get through homologation, and you know, I don't know all of the rules, but you know, what they give there may not be exactly what's going to come out to production, right? It, it right. may be a. They may not have the the bearing and the right, you know, the right bearing in it or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I'm not insulting the program. I'm just saying that it's going to take a while, yep. especially with, with what's going on worldwide to get the production ramped up. 
So, well, I mean, and that that's just it. You guys start at the beginning of February. It's and we're almost into November. It's going to be kind of hard to make sure you have not like you said parts, but also just engine period right. in the next three months from all four manufacturers that are going to be part of this program. Right. Yeah. So it's certainly dependent on all those things happening, right? I mean, God, my worst fear would be that the boat sinks on the way over here with all the engines. Right? <laughs> yeah. We don't need another Suez Canal, right? <laughs> all right. Well, so we got things underway. We, we started with a couple of classes. Obviously, the other categories are back, um, primarily, of course, the shifter classes. Uh, your VLR 100 classes are going to be strong as well, junior, senior, and masters. One of the other things I want to touch on, just to give you a chance to talk about it a little bit, uh, essentially the micro rock category being dropped, but not really dropped. It's not like there's not an opportunity for those drivers to race because essentially you've opened up the age limit for the mini rock category, correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I mean, you know, unfortunately, I mean, and it's simply just a, a fundamental economic reason, right? When you get in, when you get your child in at seven years old, um, you focus on one program, right? So micro has been, has been very soft for us, right? A lot of people buy the other, the other engine products. So they just haven't made the transition. You know, I mean, I can remember I've, t I've talked to dads and like, Oh, we just can't do two engines. It's just too complicated. I'm like, these engines are so similar. I can remember <laughs> racing IKF when you had to have three Comers, three Yamahas and three KPV ones in your trailer. If you wanted to compete at IKF in region seven. Right. So to have and those were very very different from one another right one was a can <laughs> one had a pipe one had a pull start it's like God, good lord but um so i mean micro has been soft for us so i mean you were there at our races uh what we did with the micros this whole year is we ran them scored as micros but we ran them as minis as a, as a mini configuration because there wasn't enough time in the day to separate them and there wasn't enough critical mass in the class to separate them so we ran them all together and by running them as mini, we didn't artificially slow down the micros by restricting them, right? I mean, the class sorted out. In fact, was it two years ago, one year, when where a micro actually won the class as a mini? Wasn't it Sarfati that, that Might won? Might have been, yeah. Case and Hodge was, Case and Hodge was top Case 10. Case Hodge was oh, right here there. This year. Yeah, he was um, racing for overall podium. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, look at a kid who's do, who just moved back east, right? Ashton Woon, who races as a micro back there, but races a mini with us and, yeah. and was in the championship till the last lap of the last day. So uh, Porter is another one that races with us. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's kids that are good enough. They're good enough to do it. Well, so, essentially, just, just go back the 10 years, like we talked about, to 2010, 2011. It was tag cadet anyways. There wasn't mini in my group. Right, exactly. Yeah, so all, all those dads who want to move their kid up right away, this is there the opportunity, go. right? Eight years <laughs> old, you're there. Ahead. <laughs> and what we you say about the ages is We correct. did this for because, you. Yeah. Because, <laughs> exactly. Micro was a seven-year-old attained age class, which means you had to physically be seven to start racing. Mini is an eight-year-old competition age class. So really, you could be seven turning eight during this year. So literally, it's only somebody with a birthday between January 1 and February 3rd of, of 2014 or no, 2016. Yeah. Right. 16. <laughs> 15. I don't know. Whatever the day, 15, whatever the year. 15, is. Yeah. 15. So if your birthday is between January 1 and February 3rd of 2015, I'm sorry, you can't race. That's it. There has to be a line. And this is about the narrowest class like ever. That's true. Very true. So, yeah, there's going to be plenty of opportunity. And and as I said in the press release, we're going to come up with a special prize for the competitor with a birthday, you know, in a certain range. If the, if if they win the championship, 
good for you, eight-year-old, right? And if you yeah. finish seventh, but you're the, the kid that fits that age bracket, you're going to get a special prize. So fundamentally what we did this year, just just changing, changing the way the rules are, right? Once again, talking to Andy Saisman for the Challenge of the Americas here, uh, episode 60 of our EKN Face to Face. Andy, we talked about the new categories you're bringing in. Okay, uh, and Rock Shifter Jr., losing the Rock GP categories, bringing the, te- the, uh, the Mini and Micro Rock together. Let's talk about the, the tracks a bit, the dates as well. Let's talk about the schedule and the tracks, bring them all together, because that's something that's changed a little bit as well. No longer starting the season in January. You're going to start the first weekend of February, go first weekend of March then the second weekend of April. So pushing it back a little bit uh, before we go into the tracks you're actually using. One of the reasons why, obviously with the loss of Calspe, what was the reason for moving it uh, deeper into the winter, I guess? A uh, couple, couple things. I mean, one, I mean, we're literally in the first two are only one week later. It's not like we, we moved from, you know, we moved from March to May. Um, but um, back, you know, the story, but we're going to talk about it right Back a few months ago in the summertime, probably June, um, I reached out to um, Mark Coates, Tom Kutcher, and uh, uh, Garrett Potter, and I said, "Hey, you know, we all have these races, and we all fall on each other a lot of times. There's always so can we just for once, you know, sit down?" And everybody gave, everybody compromised. I'm not going to say that, you know, it, it was. I was a very happily surprised that nobody put their fist down and said, "No, we have to be this date." Everybody moved a date or two. Um, it allows somebody. What it really allows, because I don't know, there's only a few people that can afford to race every single race on the planet, but it allows these teams to earn their living. Um, some of them do a satellite West Coast, satellite East Coast, or yeah. put their main show one way or the other, right? But there are zero conflicts early, you know, within within the Winter Tour, the the Scusa Winter Program, USPKS, and Challenge of the Americas, um, which has never happened before, right? Um, it allows me and Garrett because we share some staff. To have a weekend break between because the worst thing is somebody flies home on a monday from florida and they got to get on a plane on thursday a lot like you guys do sometimes sorry <laughs> we but do uh i do that twice a year i mean half uh, the year by the way i know but you know how much that's right <laughs> this tough. is your job it's, we rely on people that this yeah. isn't their job this yeah. is their hobby job yeah. right so exactly. they're literally like it's it's terrible um, yeah they're going home sunday nights right uh, sunday night to get home for work on monday and then they're trying to yeah, and a lot of times to. you can't right yeah. i mean you can't think of i mean tucson's I think tucson's a difficult place to get out of it's it's mm-hmm. hard i can't get i mean i'm flying half my staff home at you know at six in the morning on tucson so they can be at their desk at nine yeah right angel flies out of tucson flies to lax to catch a red eye all the way back to san antonio to get home at nine yeah. o'clock i can't get them home that way right so um that helped and then the last several years, or at least a couple of years, our our race and um, uh, the Texas Sprint Series has fallen on each other because they use it as a warm up for NOLA. Oh uh, yeah, and they've been they've been on top of each other. Now there's that conflict's gone too, which is why I moved. So, watch why I moved so much later, right, in, into April. What's wrong, David? You're laughing, you know. No, no it's so much farther because it is. I mean, typically, it is. I mean, you've you've kind of you used to be in April, if I recall. Was we it? used to be final four week. A lot of times we were in final four yeah. weekend. Yeah. Right, which is um, which is uh, Nola Spring. this year, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and then the next, and then the next weekend's Easter, so I can't yeah. be on that weekend. So I, so I bumped it. So, unfortunately, I'm on Long Beach Grand Prix. Sorry, IndyCar, I'm gonna have to steal your thunder, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be in Sonoma. <laughs> yeah, full EKN coverage as well. I won't be in Long Beach. Screw that. <laughs> I'm going right. to Coda. I'm going to Coda. Uh, 
Well, not in not in March. You I know. I know. Trace, but Park. I did. I did book a guest announcer today. Yeah. Uh-oh. You want you want to drop that here? Yes. Mike no. Smith. Mike Smith. <gasps> yes. Oh. Good. That's good. He'll be thrilled. That's awesome. Mike did a great job with us last year uh, at the Super Nats. Obviously, we know Mike. Uh, it's very difficult working with him. <laughs> yeah, you just, it's a struggle. <laughs> Wait till you got a room with him. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Put him All with right. Sean. Put him Andy, with Sean. Andy, they can handle each other. Let's talk trash because you mentioned oh, Sonoma. Let's talk trash. Trash. Like, all right. Track. We're already talking trash. Uh, mm-hmm. Tucson, Phoenix, Sonoma. Um, obviously, I think the Cal Speed bump was something that was big. You know, there was a, right before COVID. This is the craziest thing. Right before COVID, Challenge was on this meteoric upward run, right? Everybody's jumping on board. Everybody's excited. We're at Cal Speed. It's 143 entries. You know, this is it. We're rocking. And then, of course, March COVID hits, and we got two years of absolute shit show. Um, the COVID bump, I mean, the uh, the uh, the Cal Speed bump was always something that was big. Now, Cal Speed going away, I, I, it's not going to be that big of a hit, to be honest, to the challenge. It just it isn't, right? Because you guys are, you guys can go anywhere and people will come racing. But it's tough not to be able to go to Cal Speed. And overall, what are your thoughts on just that kind of hurdle you had to, to jump over? Um, you know, look. I've always had four tracks. I mean, there's yeah. only, I mean, aside from the very early challenge where we, you know, it actually brought me back to the very first year because our very first challenge race ever was supposed to be a Moran raceway. And oh, Rocky that's Jun- right. Rocky Jr. called me like December 10th and said, by the way, we sold, um, we're done December 31st. Go find a new place. <laughs> so at least I had, you know, three months more notice than that this time. Right. Yeah. Um, so I moved it to Willow right, and then, and then obviously that year I did the last race ever at Xplex. I think I did one more time at Willow. But fundamentally, the challenge has only been on four tracks for 14 of the 16 years, right? right? Cal Speed, Tucson, Phoenix, and Sonoma. And simply it's because those are the only tracks that have the weather and the infrastructure that can handle us, right? There and and all the other stuff, right? When people ask, why does this, why do you go here? Why do you go here? I don't understand, right? It's because people that don't understand what all of us do that do this job, right? You have to make sure there's an airport close. We can't be at a place where the airport's three hours away. We can't be at a place where the, the there's one restaurant in town and two motel sixes and one's really about a four and a half. Right. I mean, you have to have, you have to have stuff. Right. So those four tracks, especially this, the time of year that we go, people, somebody, somebody asked me a couple of years ago, you should go to Grand Junction. Yeah. Grand Junction in March or in April is probably pretty amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. Snow racing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we don't have, if, if we got some studded tires, it'd be great. Right. Yeah, there's Which, lots of things that push you to certain ways and it just tightens things down. And, and again, Cal Speed's gone, but you've got Tucson, still one of the be- single best racetracks in the country. Absolutely. The it is always so good to call races there. Uh, yeah. Then you go to Phoenix, which is a, a fantastic challenge and a great club to work with. And of course, Sonoma, as you always say, probably one of the best views of, from a paddock in all of motorsports or all of karting. So uh, again, three great venues and you, you lead off with Tucson, which should be great. Yeah, I mean, we've gone there for so many years. I mean, yeah. Charlie is good to us, um, you know, and like you said, the track race is great. David doesn't like it so much because he has to walk up and down those stairs 100 times a day. He needs the exercise. He steps in. Um, we always have yeah. some good restaurants to go to, so that's always a, that's always a plus. Very true, very true. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's good that at least my program's not big enough, you know, for – Plus or minus, but I don't need to go to a, a UMC. I don't need a NOLA. I don't need a paddock the size of, you know, 18 football fields, right? So those four tracks, RIP Cal Speed, 
um, you know, always fit the bill. Now, hopefully, um, you know, as this new track gets built out in Southern California, we'll have another place to go, but we'll just watch how that progress goes because it's, yeah. it's been a long process for them to get going. Right? Indeed. Got a little shout out from, for PKRA there, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my mouse. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Alex Williams says PKRA in the house. Awesome. No. Phil Pignatero coming in uh, as well. What's up, Phil? I like it. <laughs> Phil, Phil, of course, uh, performing well over at the Tilson World Cup. I think, what, a T4 World Cup? Is that what yep. they called it? He did. It was fifth. Is that right? I was watching the whole yes, thing while I, while, I was at, while I was at the CKNA Grand Nationals in Newcastle during one of my two-hour breaks. I watched the entire final for Phil. It was good. He did a great job over there. Tremendous job. No, it's um, great. I mean, there's so much great stuff, right? The other day, well, it was, it was Labor Day weekend, but, you know, I popped on the TV. I clicked on YouTube TV, and they had the uh, the uh, Masters World Championship there at, at Le Mans. Yeah. I was watching yeah. Mucker and Cuyala race. And sitting there, Benny actually came up. Benny and his wife came up and visited. So we're sitting here drinking coffee, watching KZ racing on YouTube TV. It was very fantastic. nice. Very nice. Yeah. All right, listen. We talked all about the challenge of the Americas again into the 16th year. Tucson, Phoenix, Sonoma. Excitement around the OKN class and the Rock Shifter Junior class. Two different kind of groups of drivers going to be super excited, right? Some of those juniors looking to do something different. And again, potentially some of the guys that are would be maybe at the forefront of uh, the 125cc tag racing, like with an opportunity to, hey, listen, this is my shot to get back to some real pure racing. Let's go away from that. Last year, we had a chance, all three of us and, and the entire uh, challenge crew was up at Pat's Acres for what was the California Rock Championship last year. A tr- just a fantastic weekend. We had such a good time. Tons of people camping out at the racetrack. It's a July event this year again. What do we know about that? Is it happening again this year? Let's, can you give us any? I know it's it's what October the nineteenth of twenty twenty two, but yeah, it's like it's eight nine, months, nine months away. But what are you thinking? Nine months away, right? Um, wow. Yeah, I talked to I talked to Chris Egger, and we and once again when uh, when all the other programs released their schedules. I mean, like there's a hierarchy, right? There's certain programs. Challenge of the Americas, Pro Tour, USPKS, Rock Cup, right? There's tiles. It's just how I build the paddock, right? There's I call it the tile and grout method, right? There's there's tiles you got to work around, and then other races are kind of the grout. Yeah. So I just I looked at everybody's program and went, man, there's a nice like big hole in July this year. Um, so because la- the first year we were in July, last year we went to the end of June, and then it just worked out that it was towards the middle of July this year. So uh, we're at that 14th, 15th weekend right in there. Um, yeah, who knows what the name's going to be? I mean, last year was the California Rock Championship, and we only had one race at Pat's Acres. So, I mean, maybe it doesn't really matter what we call it. I mean, I got to call it the Pat's Acres Rock Championship at that yep. point. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking to maybe try Cascade Rocks. To do Cascade Rocks. Uh, <laughs> Pop Rocks. <laughs> so, instead of Cascade Locks. Right. See? Yeah. Do, you, do you remember that? Yeah. You know yeah. that? I, we talked about it on the way up there from the airport, remember? We did. Uh, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, so something, I mean, something's going to happen for sure. Oh, you know, that, that race is there. I reached out to uh, Mike Shorn um, up here who helps a lot of the pad holder stuff. And, and yeah. I said, hey, as you're working on your schedule, just please, I've dropped this date here because it fits with everything else. If, if we could not have a conflict, that'd be great. I mean, I don't control their program. I just wanted to at least tell him that that's the race that I'm, I'm going to do up here. So he said he'd do his, he'd do his best, um, you know, on the sprint side, the, the – you know, the uh, enduro side that they do there at the mercy of the big tracks. And, well, yeah, whatever the dates are. Agreed. So, yeah. but yeah, um, you know, as I get more involved up here, I have to figure out how to navigate that. I mean, I don't know if people know I moved up to Idaho from Southern California. So um, I've been out to the local car Idaho track. I was at the Spud Cup every day. Nice. How'd that um, go? 
we pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. For over 20 years, Greg Bell has been building race-winning power for kart racers. One need only look at his team, Leading Edge Motorsports. He's always built edges for his team, and the results have been wins at the biggest races in America, the Scusa Super Nationals and the Rock Vegas events. The name on this program, Mega Power. This year alone, Bell and Danny Formell teamed up to sweep the Rock Shifter class on the Florida Winter Tour, all on a Mega Power engine. If you want to win shifter kart races, it's time to put Mega Power on your kart. Mega Power specializes in gearbox engines, such as the TMKZ, Rock Shifter, and IME Shifter, but with almost three decades of engine building experience, Bell develops winning motors for X30 and Mini Swift and everything in between. The combination of Greg Bell's engine building skills and his chassis tuning knowledge is a potent mixture. Greg's helped catapult many drivers to wins over the years, including Mercedes F1 star George Russell, who won the Supernats 14 in 2011 with Leading Edge Motorsports. Increase your odds of winning at this year's Rock Vegas or Supernational events or throughout 2023 by calling Greg Bell today at 209-747-2613 to put mega power in your corner. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. 
It's a great event. I mean, it's uh, obviously it's not big as CKNA, but yep. I mean, they had they had about a hundred, I think, just under a hundred. Um, awesome. And and Travis, that owns the track, runs a program. Does you know did did a lot of interesting stuff too, like a like a trophy dash and some other things, you know, because he comes from the he raced carts his whole life, and then he went to the car world pretty young, right? So whether it was dirt or asphalt, so he has a lot of that different kind ideas. Of, yep, kind I like of background that. and ideas. So it was fun, but it was fun because I mean. Uh, Greg Welch came over with a team, right? He raced himself, so I had some challenge. I had some, you know, um, you know, just the guys that I mean, Fleming was obviously there. The Heats who raced with me were there. I mean, so there, there were a lot of folks that you know come to my races. That at least, at least a handful. So it was fun to see them up here doing that too. A shop all set up there now in Idaho. You ready to go? Your distribution center. Yeah, I mean, I have my shop built. I mean, it's, you know, I, I have a big parts room and, and engines along the wall on a shelf and, and tires on pallets. And, you know, we ship, I mean, FedEx freight dropped off today, right? So, I mean, they're here probably three or four times a week, at least two or three times a week. And UPS goes out every day. So, I mean, we do what we do. I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter where you live, right? You just have That's to it. have a, a UPS it. account and an ability to store stuff in a computer. So... Well, listen, we, we, we talked about challenge. We talked about whatever you're going to call the uh, Pat's Acres July race. Uh, the Rob Howe, not their race. Listen, what, what have I got going again? What's that weekend? Do we know what that weekend is? Yeah, your home, your Toronto, home race. That's right. Toronto, <laughs> yeah. My, yeah, Honda Indy yeah. Toronto. Well, that's He's, not going to go. It's the one time he doesn't board a plane, right? Yeah, that's very exactly. true. Yeah. Yeah. I still I still have to stay downtown, but yeah. Uh, let's talk. Let's have a. I know it's not really the primary topic here, but let's just give some thoughts about Rock Vegas. You guys are heading back to. Uh, to the Rio for that one. What are your thoughts? I know you're rolling out, out uh, there in what a couple of weeks, a little less than that, heading out to, uh, to Vegas less. again. No, the, yeah. yeah, this this weekend, Kathy and I fly to Washington to go visit Grace at Parents Weekend, her first uh, first time I get Very to visit nice. my daughter in college. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, they come back, load the trailer, and I'm on the road uh, from the 30th to the 7th. Um, you know, I don't run a team anymore. That's not what I do. I was I was going to have a couple like orphans with me, but they found teams to go with, which is fine. That's what the teams do. So I don't want to interfere with their business. I was just giving guys a place to, to you know, hang out. So once again, I'll be the uh, emotional support vehicle, um, a fully truck, fully stocked trailer bar. Um, if, if your driver pisses you off, you need to come hang out. I got a space for you. If, uh, if your mechanics pissing you off and you're old enough, you're welcome to come hang out too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the music will be on and, and I'll just be hanging out. Um, we'll still have, you know, obviously rock brings their full parts truck and all this. Stuff. I still have my parts trailer cause yeah. I'm in the paddock. So if, if, if somebody needs something in a hurry and they don't, they, they can't make it down, you know, to the parts truck, I still have this, the same parts at the same prices there too. So that helps they, the dealer. Maybe they just like your customer service better. My, well, yeah, I mean, uh, here's, here's a piston. Here's a shot. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you would go anywhere else really. Why but, would uh, you? Exactly <laughs> that. It's like, go, it's like going to Costco and getting a $1 hot dog. Spend a thousand dollars and get a hot dog for a buck. Exactly. $1.59. But that's also the reason I go down there. Cause Idaho is one of these States where you can only buy booze at the state liquor store. So I'm going to stop at the Costco and fill up my trailer for the winter. So I got I to have the trailer. I don't want any go-karts in there. Yeah, no. no, 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 no. Well, now, Andy, listen, now that I get... said that, I'll get arrested for transporting yeah. booze across state lines. He's the bandit of Idaho. That's it. That's it. Well, listen, we appreciate you joining us again, dude. This is uh, it's exciting stuff. You know, we don't hear a, we don't hear many series obviously break away 
from the status quo, right? Obviously, SKUs has kind of had their program going there. You know, they obviously with the shifter stuff, they've had to deal with the evolution there. But for you to move to the OKN category and this Rock Shifter Junior program, that I think that's going to infuse a lot of excitement into the series this year. It's just it's going to be something different for us when we get there. But I think everybody, when they're there, there's going to be a bunch of kids that are going to get a chance to do shifter racing. And there's going to be a bunch of guys who are top line uh, single speed guys getting a chance to drive direct direct drive again, which I think is badass. Oh, for sure. No, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, the, the other potential for growth in, in the program, um, which we never really talked about was, you know, with Cal speed closing and, and the, and the K one track potentially not opening. I mean, March, early March is kind of their, their, uh, their goal date. Right. Um, there's going to be a lot of folks that want to do some racing, you know, in February. And I never thought about people, that really. The Cal speed. Yeah, that, there's going to be nothing. There's going to be nowhere to race. Nowhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're going to go to, they're going to go and support Adams and practice or yeah. maybe Willow yeah. or button Willow, whatever. That's fine. But, um, but if they want to race, um, the first race in our whole Southwest is February 3rd through 5th at Tucson. At Tucson. hundred percent it is. That's exactly it. And you know what? Like bring, bring that Phil Pignatero thing up. I love this. We no, need to bring I, some I, of the old boys there. It's Mike Geeson making a comeback. We, we, we need to see some of these single speed direct drive badasses come back out and play. Joel Miller. Joel Miller. Yeah. Ah, Joel's Mike busy. Geeson. Yeah, Geeson wow. for sure. Yeah, yeah. That OKN is 35 horsepower racing at 341 pounds. I, I didn't throw that out there. One of the, It's light. There's no starter. There's no battery. Well, just think about like the one to X30 GP, right? We were at 355, right? Now take off a clutch, a clutch drum, a flywheel. A starter, a Bendix, a battery, and all and all the uh, electronic harness. So you say three forty one? It's thirty five horsepower. Yeah. Wow. I was gonna. Say, I was. I was looking to say, man, I need to set up a test for with somebody to do for the web for the website. Yeah. I can't handle thirty five horsepower. <laughs> you couldn't handle running alongside of the thing. No, I couldn't. <laughs> Don't throw me under the musket. He's in shape now. Right? I'm in shape now. 100% I'm getting I, in shape. I'm not saying you're in shape, but you're going to be the guy sitting in the you're going to be like a kid carter like Hold on, here's another <laughs> Hold on, here's another one. Bring Alicia's up. Michael Valiente. We got to get Valiente back. We got to get uh Colby J, Jordy Vorath. He raced with us at Phoenix, right? Yeah. 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 At Phoenix. yeah. He was he, and he I'm sorry, he was also at the Spud Cup. He raced with his son. Oh, and a couple that's customers. Awesome. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Who else do we need to bring out? Who, who's we need to drop some challenges here to get guys coming back out to do some stuff like this. This would be a lot of fun to watch. Who Even though somebody? he's a master's guy, I mean, this is a great category for a Matt Johnson. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely know, not Sean Beer. Billy Cleveland. Oh, come on, Billy Cleveland. <laughs> you never know. It'd be fun to see a sixty-five-year-old yeah. getting in that thing for sure. Right. Jeremy yeah. Drew. Jake Drew. I'd like Jake to see Drew. Jake Drew in one too. Oh, That'd be sure. really good. Yeah, yeah. Good, good job, David Menace. Yeah. Um, Landon Yee. Sure. <laughs> Landon Yee. Get a go. track magic out there, right? Oh, That's my it. goodness. That's they it. did it. Yeah. There, we got them. That would be good. No, right? I mean, and obviously, the young kids. I mean, Jesus Vasquez Jr., um, yeah. they've committed. Uh, Blake Nash. I mean, there's there's definitely some some – I call them kids, but, you know, they are kids. I mean, even though Blake's 18. But, um, <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Here, Scott, uh, David Shorn. <laughs> oh. Scotty Olmo. Let's do that. Uh, he has to come with a Swiss Hutless, though, and yeah. with a CMC engine. His dad's got to build the motor. Well, yeah, for sure. Who for makes sure. a Swiss Hutless now? What's that? Who makes a Swiss Hutless now? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even know. Do they still have them? They still have them. Oh, does Burrell make them now? Um, All right. Just like uh, the Gillard is made by OTK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. David, who was the guy that came over and ran um, one of the stars of Cardi Race at Newcastle on a, on a Swiss Hutless? 
No, I Swiss want to say his last list. name was like Real or something like that. No, Michael something. Yeah, Real. Like R R. Was it Y A L L? Real deal. I think yeah, maybe that's what like that, that was a cover. Hold yeah. on. Caleb Lanuski. Dave Caleb Devon Lanusky, Sandine. Yeah. Devon Sandine. Yeah, Sandine. True. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, old school. Every, we're bringing up old names from the <laughs> old names, but we, you know, what we all forget is we remember them at sixteen. They're all in their thirties now. I mean, uh, <laughs> trust me, I have to race against them in Masters now. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> the Masters kids I'm are all guys that we covered when they were cadets. Yeah, cadets, exactly. I know that's the worst part, right? You remember? I mean, you look over and you're race. You know, you remember these kids at eight years old, and all of a sudden they're next to you on the Masters grid, and you're like, <laughs> oh. Anyways, a lot of exciting stuff for sure. As we said, folks, uh, again, with the Challenge of the Americas, the July event, uh, we had so much fun up at Pat's Acres. If that's an event you can get to uh, that weekend, that 14th, 15th weekend, you're 100% going to enjoy that one for sure. Uh, but again, Andy, thank you so much for joining us, man. We're really excited to be back again for another year, the 16th edition of the Challenge of the Americas. And man, like you said, I, I never even thought about the fact that with Cal Speed shut down, there's Adams, there's Buttonwill, there's not a lot of racing that people are going to be able to run. And that could... What, did we get 150 or more then, you think, at the first round? Certainly possible. Yeah. And, um, I've talked to some teams who are like, yeah, I normally come with six or eight. I'm trying to get to 12 to 14. Ah, I really, nice. I, mean, I mean, look, this is all what we do for a living, right? People need yeah. income. So yeah. so if, if a team if a team can't be at Cal Speed, you know, two to three times a, a week, some of these guys, right? Yeah, they are, indeed. So, I mean, they need a place to come earn their living. And, and there's definitely, come, come race with us. I like it. We're going to push that narrative because that's going to be a really good opportunity for guys to get out as well. Andy, thanks again for joining us, man. We do appreciate it. Uh, Enjoy yourself up in Idaho. Empty nesters. Uh, The countdown clock is on for Kathy to kick your ass out of the house. So I can't wait. (laughs) You better have a bed, maybe a little cot or something over in the shop. No problem. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Well, David Cole, I'll tell you exciting stuff. And, uh, you know, obviously Andy even coming up with more information. I really hadn't considered the fact that without Cal speed there, Everybody that went there throughout the week, January, February, all the stuff they do, they're going to be dying for a wheel-to-wheel race. And that could mean that Tucson, let's put let's put 40 guys at Tucson, right? Let's get the hit. Exactly. That's It's such a great racetrack. And it's long enough that you could run 40, 50 guys if, if they all came out and wanted to play. I love that. First weekend of February. Yeah, no, the track is capable of running full fields without a doubt. You know, the paddock is large enough, you know, we might have to squeeze in, you know, uh, certain tents together or, or, you know, trailers together, yeah. but we could, we've, we've had big events there and there's no problem uh, getting up to that 150 mark, which That's would awesome. be unbelievable. Again, a great, a great kickstart. And again, this new category with OKN, you know, people are going to be all interested in it. You know, I'm sure they're just, people are waiting, trying to figure out when they can get the engines and on and start working on it along with the okay or the uh, the rock junior shifter that's going to be exciting it's going to be interesting to see how you know how many kids have done some practice starts that's how it. many have it the next the other thing too is are we going to run okn up at pat's acres for that pat's acres Ooh, that's a good idea that's i mean there's a lot of old ica drivers up that way that's you know? true maybe we can get mike rollison even to uh to, to race that i one. wonder well, this is the interesting. This is the interesting thing. I, I, this, this feels like it's got like a FOMO thing for us. You know, it's gonna be one of those deals where all it takes is a bit of momentum. You know, there's gonna be. What, is there gonna be six guys no can, or is there gonna be twelve? Because if there's twelve, is there sixteen? Is there twenty? It's the same thing with the shifter category, right? If if everybody's friends getting a shifter cart and going shifter cart racing, we may see a bunch of kids doing double duty, right? They may run. They may run the VLR Junior, and they may run. Uh, Rock Junior, Shifter Junior. So yeah, that's an opportunity. I, I, yeah, I, I think I think the the, the Junior Shifter program is kind of going to slowly grow because as you get 
again, kids are different at different ages in terms of drivability and skill level and knowledge and to be able to do it because there's going to be, there are probably going to be some 12 year olds that could handle it, but there's going to be some that are be like, why, why did you make that choice? But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, that's part of growing up and that's the crazy part of watching junior racing because again, some kids are great at 12, but some kids get better as they get older. So like, you, just yeah. don't, you just don't know. But, um, yeah, again, you know, the hundred CC categories are going to be big and, uh, it's, you know, the shifter cart categories are going to be big. So yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to, again, we love going to Tucson. Everything's oh, yeah. right there. And, uh, again, I, I, I wanted to throw out the idea of maybe running it the, the, the other, the opposite direction, but I think the way everything kind of flows, I think it's better to run Agreed. it in that standard direction. Yeah, so. I feel the same way. Folks, thank you so much for joining us for what was the 60th episode of our face-to-face show. We have a bunch of them lined up. As David said, there's going to be a ton of content coming out here, of course, on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we have our two outlet preview shows for the Supernats coming up. We have a bunch more face-to-face lined up as well. Uh, then, of course, all this Supercarts USA, Supernationals preview stuff that we have happening as well. There's a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot of content coming. We do appreciate you tuning in. And as you always know, this will get turned in to a podcast on the ECAN radio network or on the podcast platforms as well. David will get that dialed in a little bit later on. But otherwise, we got a bunch of guys tuning in here. We appreciate that. Great to hear from comments as well. Big thank you to Andy Seisman, or Seisman rather, for being part of the action here once again. He's a favorite <laughs> guest of ours here. And, of course, David and I looking forward to heading to Tucson once again for another edition of the challenge. <laughs> David, of course, you'll get a chance to, as well to have uh, another In-N-Out Burger. Is that your next first In-N-Out Burger of 2023? Of 2023, uh, yeah, yeah. It will be for 23, yeah. So Vegas yeah, will Vegas. be my last, yes. And then uh, and then the first one will be in Tucson. So yeah, I can't wait. It's been a t- while. It's been since spring nationals in June. So yeah, it's been a while. Well, uh, yeah, see, I, with, my, with my new nutrition and fitness program, I have not had anything like that either. So I'll be looking forward to that come February. There you go. All right, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. We do appreciate it. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Hadden. Bye for now.